Welcome to The Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses, from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist. I'm Parker Bell, and this week I spoke with Kristen Parker from Western Digital. She's a dog lover, wine drinker, and football fanatic. From the SEC to the Best Coast, she has navigated diverse cultures, industries, and organizations. Though partial to her own alma mater, university talent in Silicon Valley is by far the most exciting and challenging piece of her career thus far. Kristen, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so pumped to be able to have you here to represent Western Digital. But first, I want to dive a bit deeper into your path into university recruiting. Can you give us a little bit of insight into what your journey has been like to be now a lead university recruiter at Western Digital? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's funny when people ask, you know, why recruiting? And most of the time the answer is I fell into it (laughs) or I got stuck in it. Right. Uh, But it's super fun. I I come from a psychology background. So I studied psych in school and uh, and thought I was going to take a year off before going back to get my master's. And here I am (laughs) six and a half years later, still have not done that. But um, it's because I fell into recruitment if honestly, if anyone out there is looking to get into HR or into the recruiting space, um, a recruiting coordinator position is really the way to go. You really see kind of the back end of all the processes. So that's where I started in healthcare, jumped into financial services for a while and, and touched some of the local colleges in Nashville, Tennessee, which was really fun. We have um, some really great campuses there. And then moved to Las Vegas. I've been all over, moved to Las Vegas and ran an internship program there and actually started internship for the local office. But thankfully, it was a part of a much larger, very successful program uh, for Northwestern Mutual that has been around for a while. So thankfully, um, I had kind of some metrics to follow and then a program to follow, built that program up and then of course, had to relocate again, uh, moved up to the Bay Area, found Western Digital, and uh, it's been so, so exciting. Silicon Valley is just something else. It's been fun. I'm learning a lot. And honestly, um, you know, this this market is not one of, if not the most competitive market in the industry um, or in the world, honestly, just for candidates, you know, uh, with strong backgrounds in tech. Um, it's, it's amazing. These kids show me up every day. <laughs> That's so funny. And you hear again and again from students that are on the East Coast or in the Midwest, so to speak, trying to figure out how do I go out West to Silicon Valley and, and land that role. And it is a process regardless, but the first step is really taking the initiative as well and getting as much information as you can about a company and being purposeful, obviously, in your outreach. And you bounced around and have been across the country. Anything that you wish that you knew back then that you would like to share with listeners now about your candidate experience or or journey post-graduate and now into your roles? Totally, totally. Yes, I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, different geographical locations does play a role, right? Like I honestly did not grow up thinking that I needed to have relevant internships or part-time work or co-ops or whatever it was 
to be successful, I wasn't thinking long-term, right? Um, and that's just the difference between today's candidate pool and what it was back then, but also geographically, right? Um, raised in the South, I wasn't thinking that, but raised in Silicon Valley, you know, folks are considering things like that. So things I wish I knew back then, obviously the relevance of, of building your resume as early as you can, right? I was a server at a nanny in school and thankfully for HR, if you have customer service experience, you know, you're, you're successful, but you know, if you have, you know, I guess my one piece of advice was if you have, you know, a, a train of thought or if you have a career path that you want to head down, um, make sure that you're filling your resume with that. And I know that sometimes it's hard to find internships, uh, you know, look at campus jobs, right? And look at your uh, major department if they need some help. Even volunteer hours would be great to have just for some relevance, right? Um and I've also, one of the myths I've heard is diversify your resume, you know, uh, for me and the, the, the businesses that I support at Western Digital, you know, we, we, different industries is fine, but if you know what you want to do, if you're in finance or if you're in, you know, computer engineering, make sure that you are filling your resume with those types of roles because the more experience you have, excuse me, the more experience you have, the better off you'll be. What I like to say as well is even if you're a freshman or sophomore in undergraduate school, you can put experience from your classes. If you're in software development or computer science, put those relevant classes on there because you never know what companies are going to be willing to take a chance on a student who's put forth that initiative, regardless of their age, if they are a little bit earlier on and it's never too early to get your hat in the bucket at least and make that touch point as well as a, an introduction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know a lot of folks who are studying computer science, but want to do data analytics, but because I've seen that, right, those analytical class programs on their resume, you know, we're willing to have that conversation. So it's super important to include as much as you can, even the, right, the little objective at the top of your resume, throw in there what you're looking to do if you don't feel like your resume is strong enough, but your resume is your story and you have to tell the story of, you know, what you want to do moving forward with it, right? It's your first impression. And sometimes you don't get the opportunity to explain yourself. So you have to make sure that it's all encompassing. And let's jump right into that. For many early career candidates, the first phone or video interview is going to potentially be their first corporate interview experience possible. And mm -hmm. it takes a lot to prepare as well as to feel confident, I would say, in that interview so that you can show the recruiter that you're talking to that you as a student are going to be an asset to that company. There's types of and things that students need to keep into consideration, obviously, in terms of etiquette. Any advice on phone or video interview etiquette that you would like to share? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is the new normal, right? Even in like final round interviews, we're all, <laughs> we're all doing video now. So uh, definitely a silent background. That's one thing that can be so distracting, uh, making sure that you have Wi-Fi or cell service, right? If calls drop, sometimes the recruiter won't call back depending on, <laughs> you know, who you're talking to, or, you know, you just got to have a clear connection so that they can understand what you're saying. Um, obviously for, for video, same thing, silent background in terms of make sure your family members are aware that you're in a meeting and, you know, make sure you don't have your dog or your cat in the room, like running around behind you. Right. Um, one thing that I think would, would help folks to stand out is 
the business professional attire. Although we are all working from home and we're all kind of casual on day to day, that will help you stand out um, regardless of if it's a jacket or a polo or just something, right, to help you look polished and make sure you brush your hair and <laughs> things like that. Um, and be attentive. I know sometimes it's hard and super distracting on phone or on video. So my recommendation is to have your notes on the computer so that you don't have to keep looking down or looking away, right? Um, you know, to read your notes or to take notes. And, and on that same note, right, if you do need to write, make sure you let the interviewer know, just say, hey, you know, if you don't mind, I'll take notes here, just so they know that you're not distracted, that you're actually still being attentive if you're looking away from the camera. And I know it's hard to have that eye contact <laughs> with the camera, but try not to be distracted by your own video. I know that's hard, but looking straight at the camera would be good too. Um, what else? Oh, definitely. Okay, so different organizations use different tools for video conferences, right? Depending on who their partners are. So some are Zoom, some are WebEx, some are, you know, Apple, whatever they use, right? So FaceTime, <laughs> obviously, right? So make sure that you have all of the, I guess, apps downloaded and that you've done a test run before with your family, with your friends, whoever, make sure that they're connected to your microphone and connected to your video or to your camera. I couldn't agree more. And it's, so important to be attentive. Eye contact is one thing. The second thing is post interview, just send a simple thank you through LinkedIn, through email, potentially. That's all you have to do. I think it goes such a long way to show the interviewer that you are appreciative of the time that they took as well for that interview. I hope that students while are asking questions. It's okay to ask a recruiter, interviewer questions about the company. They're you're Recruiters are human, like everyone's human. We inherently <laughs> typically want to help help out and answer questions. And so don't be afraid to answer this. Ask any questions about the company, the culture, you name it, how you can fit in. There's tons of things that you can learn online and then come prepared with questions that I think can help them stand out as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you don't have any questions or maybe the recruiter was awesome and answered all the questions you had prepared, at least ask what next steps are, right? Um, just have something on hand to ask. And then, yes, like you said, it could be one sentence. Thank you. But send that. It means so much and it goes so far, uh, regardless if the recruiter forwards it to the managers or not, the managers that do receive it, if, if you will. I do. I forward all the thank yous that I get. And the managers are extremely, extremely grateful and thankful for that. Um, you know, sometimes I know some organizations, some tech companies out here in Silicon Valley will not move a candidate forward if they don't receive a follow-up. Uh, it's just part of their etiquette and part of their process. So even if it's a one sentence, thanks for your time. I appreciated learning more about the position. Definitely do it. Couldn't agree with you more, Kristen. Now I want to flip the script and really focus on Western Digital. For our listeners, could you give an overview of kind of who is Western Digital? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Western Digital, it's really funny. I'll, I'll connect with candidates and they're like, I, I didn't realize that you guys owned SanDisk. And that's the one brand that comes to everyone's mind, right? 
So if you haven't heard of Western Digital, you've definitely heard of SanDisk. We all have a thousand USBs hidden, you know, deep pockets of our backpacks somewhere. But uh, yeah, so we're a data infrastructure company. Um, so if you think about all of the data that you have to store, like pictures, videos, you know, just uh, if you're a gamer, right, um, gaming consoles and hard drives, that's what we do. Uh, we're also moving into the flash industry and cloud storage as well. Uh, obviously sticking to our roots of HDD, but moving into SSD and, and all of that. So um, it's a really exciting place to be. You know, uh, I would describe the culture as a work hard, play hard environment. So, you know, we, we actually run pretty lean as an organization, which just means that there's always opportunity for growth through stretch projects or, you know, internal mobility, which is really great here. Uh, we just launched an internal job marketplace. So everyone who's internal can continue to grow and learn and find new opportunities to expand their skill set, which is really great. Um, we, I don't, I just, it's like I said, it's fun. It's, it's super exciting. We have all of these different opportunities for employees to stay engaged through our business resource groups. Um, you'll hear them called like ally groups or alliance groups at other organizations, but we like to connect with our employees and not just our employees, but their families as well. Um, which is really cool. So we have a couple of different groups like We Can, which is supporting and bringing awareness to employees with disabilities or their family members with disabilities, both visible and invisible. We have We Elevate, which is um, uplifting our Black professional employees and future Black professionals as well. We have We Equal, which brings together our LGBTQ and allies, right? Uh, we Salute, which is for military families. So lots of opportunities, and those are just to name a few, right? So lots of opportunities to engage, give back. We have a ton of philanthropy efforts as well um, and huge sustainability efforts. So like I said, there's just so much that you can stay involved in and continue to grow personally and professionally that it's just, it can be challenging because it's overwhelming, right? But it's also, you know, it keeps you excited and it keeps you wanting to stay and, and connect and, you know, network with other folks in the organization. I think more and more as well, early talent candidates are looking towards how they can engage with those business resource groups. They maybe call it alliance groups or employee resource groups and are starting to understand really the purpose of them and how they lay a foundation overall for the culture at the company that they're going in, hopefully going to be working at full time and how that helps move the mission of the company forward altogether. What would you say maybe is your favorite part about the company culture at Western Digital? What are the kind of values that you all have? Yeah, I love that. That's such a good question because I am so, so proud that Western Digital has actually been recognized by Ethisphere, which is a global leader um, in defining and advancing the standards of ethical business practice. And we've actually been recognized for the past two years in a row as one of the most ethical companies. So that's super exciting to me uh, and, you know, near and dear to my heart. Obviously, I don't want to work for a shady company. <laughs> so, so that's a plus. Um, and then, you know, some of our, as I alluded to earlier, some of our sustainability efforts and giving back, um, you know, we do STEM education, hunger relief, environmental preservation. Um, and then we also have just like community grants and disaster relief. So right now, something that's relevant is, you know, the, the fires, the wildfires in California. And um, so we're matching, I think, up to like $50,000 to kind of assist in the relief of those um, disasters. So it's just a really great values that we have with diversity and inclusion and giving back and 
you know, specifically that inclusivity of just once you join us, you're a part of our family and we want to find, you know, common passions so that we can all kind of share together in our differences. No doubt. And if a student is listening, they're like, wow, I need to go and check out Western Digital. What does that application or kind of recruitment process look like for your early talent program? Yeah, yeah. So early talent can be internship or new college grad, right? So we we kind of recruit in seasons. So this fall, right, we are looking at filling our full-time recs. So that's new college grads, right? Anyone who's graduating December 2020 through June of 2021 can apply to our launch program. And our launch program is the new college grad program. Um, you're automatically enrolled. It's the first year that you're with us after after college, really just to help assimilate you into the culture. We have some you know, supplemental programs for you for networking and engagement and mentorship, all the good stuff. And then for the spring, well, it's typically like winter into spring, we'll recruit for our internships. Um, so all of our, actually, all of our positions are posted right now for the RAMP program and RAMP is the internship. So both are great, great opportunities and honestly the best way to enter the workforce at Western Digital because you have all of that extra you know, connectivity with folks outside of your own team and networking opportunities um, with folks that have been in the launch program before or who have been in the ramp program before that just provide that organic mentorship and, you know, they'll provide advice and all that good stuff. And executive exposure, that's another thing too. I know I forgot about that. That's the biggest part. We, we have our C-suite and senior VPs come and kind of talk to our, our interns and our new college grads and you get that FaceTime with those folks. I mean, it's just invaluable. Really cool. And students, any advice for students or new grads on how they can stand out when they're talking with your team, whether they're applying to the RAMP program or the launch program? Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people are like, what's Western Digital, right? <laughs> um, do some research, you know, do your homework, pull up, um, not just, you know, our main page on our website, but look into our products and, you know, see if that relates to anything in your life. If you've used them before, um, understand maybe some of our M&As, which are mergers and acquisitions in years past, you know, we've, we've shifted a lot, you know, gathering some other organizations and acquiring them under our belt. So having an understanding of Western digital and not just saying, Hey, I want to work for a big tech company is gonna really help you stand out here. And for students that specifically are looking at the RAMP program, so your, your undergrad intern program, what can they expect if they're fortunate enough to be accepted into the RAMP, RAMP program? Yes, okay, so the internship is so fun. I have so much fun. We, we actually just did the virtual internship this past summer. It's about 10 to 12 weeks. Obviously, we prefer to be on site, um, but we have a color wars system where basically you're randomly selected for a team and it's this long summer, you know, competition. My team won last year. <laughs> Go Black Cats. Um, but really, it's, it's an awesome opportunity for you to just engage. Um, I know it's kind of weird now that we're all online, but we'll do like two or three events a week and they can range from, like I mentioned, the executive speaker series that we do to just online games. We did a mafia game. We did trivia night, you know, things like that. And then they also go back to kind of that 
those coffee chats and that mentorship that we provide with folks who have been in their shoes before, right? Um, so just lots of engagement. Um, and then we also connect them with, you know, folks in HR and our business resource groups to make sure that they're introduced to the opportunities ahead. It's so great to hear the structure that's in place and the accessibility, obviously, that whether it's undergrad or recent grads in the launch program are going to have at Western Digital. Kristen, are there any kind of takeaways or things that you're really hoping that a student leaves a Western Digital specifically internship with at the end of those 10 to 12 weeks? Yes, an offer. <laughs> we want them to leave with an offer in hand. Um, that's kind of ideally, uh, you know, the path, right? All of our hiring managers that hire interns, you know, they understand that this is what we hope to do at the end of the summer is provide offers for them to come back full time after graduation. Um, but regardless of if that's the case, as long as we've made an impact in their lives and they've grown and they've challenged themselves, whether that be professionally or personally, or maybe they've just learned that this isn't, isn't what they want to do, right? Totally fine. But I, I hope that they learn something and I hope that they grow and they challenge themselves and they walk away, you know, thinking back on their experience with us in a positive light um, and thinking back on, you know, just the tech industry in a positive light as well. Um, obviously, if they're on site, if they've enjoyed California, that's a good thing too. Uh, but yeah, obviously an offer in hand would be ideal. And then, you know, we'll get to continue work with them after graduation and, you know, they don't have to worry about anything their senior year, which would be great. They can just enjoy it. And I'm hoping that students understand now more than ever, the playing field has never been so level and that regardless of who you know or where you go to school, you can go and check out Western Digital's positions and opportunities just by going online. So it's as simple as that in learning about the program. It's been so awesome, Kristen. Is there anything else, closing remarks, that you want to make sure that we hit home about Western Digital, the company or your program altogether? Yeah, I mean, it just just thanks everyone for listening today. I think also, um, you know, reach out to me, find us on LinkedIn, connect with me, let me know you're interested. You know, I'd love to connect and build my network as well. So um, keep an eye on the job boards and apply. Obviously, we'd love to work with you in the future and, um, you know, keep tracking, keep building your resume. That's, a, that's my one piece of advice from today. If you haven't caught anything else, keep working on your resume, keep building it up and, uh, and connect. Kristen, it's been so great. Thanks for taking my time. Thanks, Parker. What a great time speaking with Kristen from Western Digital, who shared her path into university recruiting, some great phone and video interview etiquette, and so much more. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. We'd love for you to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode was brought to you by Scholars. Scholars amplifies top employer brands to an audience of diverse students from across the country through curated podcasts, blogs, newsletters, and more. Make sure to tune in next time for the Internship Show and have a great day.